You are listening to The Whole Half with Anna the Holy Banana. My goal is to keep it real by sharing it all and holding space for others to do the same. Right, so welcome back to the Whole Half Podcast. I am so excited to have Tristan here today. Um, Tristan and I actually connected about a year or two ago, I think, just on Instagram. We've never actually met in person, um, and I'll hand it over so that she can do a better intro of who she is and what she's up to, but um, the reason that we are coming on to do a podcast episode together is she recently reached out to me on a post that I made regarding animal-based. And she was genuinely curious of like, what the heck is this? What is going on here? Um, Because she is vegan and gluten-free. And that is where she's found what we would call thriving. Um, Whereas all of you know, based on podcast episodes and just the transformation that I've seen and felt in myself over the past almost a year, um, I thrive on animal-based. And so we're going to have this conversation between a vegan and an animal-based human, two humans um, that are thriving and how that works, (laughs) what that looks like for both of us. So um, I thought that that was a really interesting conversation that she brought up and I was like, let's definitely go on the podcast to talk about this. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to Tristan to introduce herself, to share a little bit about her story, and then we'll get into some fun conversation, I'm sure. Yeah. So thank you for hosting me. I really did want to have a genuine conversation about this because as someone who is vegan, it's you don't ever really see a plant or an animal-based person, like, that's really hard to come by. I've never even heard about that. So I was genuinely like, what is going on <laughs> um, But, yeah, so I'm Tristan. I'm in the healthcare system. I work for mental health. I'm, I'm getting my master's in mental health, um, clinical mental health counseling, so I'll be a licensed therapist very soon. Um, my bachelor's degree is in public health. So a lot of what I do is health-related, mental health-related, physical health-related. Um, so that's really who I am. Um, I've played soccer my whole life, so I've been an athlete, I've been in an athletic body. Um, and then I graduated college, and my body, like, shut down. And then I was like, okay, I need to do something about it, like, just horrible cystic acne horrible body like just felt so gross and inflamed and so I decided to go gluten-free and um vegan um I do have PCOS which is polycystic ovarian syndrome and usually when you have PCOS um they recommend you go gluten and dairy free because when you ingest such products it causes an inflammation response in your body um so i was like okay if i'm going dairy free i might as well go full vegan (laughs) um so that's really where my journey started i would say about four years ago i've been fully vegan and gluten-free since wow so four years i actually that was one of my going to be one of my questions how long you've been doing this because i mean for the full transparency topic of this conversation like even just I think 
yesterday or the day before, I saw someone, so someone's testimony um, on how they were vegan and they felt like after like three years, their body just like was so depleted, like they just, they were not getting enough nutrients. Um, and so I, I was really excited for this conversation to talk about like, well, how long have you been vegan? And mm-hmm. like, what... <sighs> how did it change? Like, so you said that your body was shutting down after college. Um, and I definitely want to talk about that transition a little bit more from like, like from being an athlete and stuff. But when you say it shut down, like it it was inflamed, you had acne, how did going vegan change that? Like, what do you remember specifically feeling? Mm So actually, as I was an athlete, I really wanted to do it, but my college setting would not allow it. There was no way I could go fully vegan in a college environment, just because there's always the cross-contamination of using butter and how they cook. So it's very difficult to come by. Um, There's an incredible documentary, um, specifically for people who are vegan, who are athletes. So that inspired me. I was like, they can do it. I can do it. Um, but my body was just going, go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And my whole body blew up like a balloon. It went from structured, like athletic body to a balloon. And I was still working out. I was still doing yoga. I was still eating healthy. But I started to get really bad cystic acne. And my periods are so unbelievably bad. And my whole body just went from healthy to I don't know how to function anymore. And to put a background, I've been playing soccer since four years old. So four to college, that's that's a long time of your body undergoing stress. Um, so it was always on go mode. And then when I finally slowed down, I think it returned back to normalcy of not being running 13 15 miles a day and so when it came back to like an equilibrium state of what a normal quote-unquote normal human is supposed to do on a daily basis (laughs) it was like okay there's a lot going on and my whole body just said okay you're gonna get cysts now on your ovaries your periods are gonna be worse your liver is gonna shut down you're but you're going to lose your hair, your, like, everything shut down. Your nervous system's going to freak out. Like, everything you could possibly think of happened. So when I went vegan, it was like a freaking halo. Like, it was so incredible. I felt so light again. I felt so happy, and I was just like, whoa. Like, even just going gluten-free, like, not eating gluten like my body was like jumping up and down it was so happy and I would say the first month was the hardest because I was just like craving like chicken in my salad or I was craving like bread and butter (laughs) um so I guess the cravings hit more than the actual feeling um just because I felt a little more hungry and I didn't know how to eat yet I didn't know what to make yet I didn't know how to do gluten-free and vegan yet that was really difficult but once I started got the hang of it and started eating foods that complied to both, my body was like screaming joy. And then I started getting hair again. My acne went away. I felt 
so much happier and my body felt like peace again. It was so light and yeah, it was just an incredible feeling. And that that's again, that this is why we're having this conversation because literally that's how you felt that's how I felt but I what something that I want to talk about is um obviously your body was almost in like recovery mode from Mm -hmm. all of those years of being in the sympathetic nervous state right um nervous system state like you were so activated through all of that and oftentimes when whatever is causing the stress or stress or causing the shock stops whenever that stops our body's like all right it's kind of like um a river is flowing nice and smooth through like an area that they could dam up and then they put the dam down and everything just floods to that wall and that's what happened it's like okay now we're gonna just like flood her with everything that she hasn't been dealing with since however long so I'd love to know your thoughts on like what did you do for lifestyle stuff too? Like, were, did you really focus in on decreasing your stress, balancing out your exercise? Because I know that we could talk all day about nutrition here. And I really do believe that nutrition has a huge part in decreasing inflammation in the body, but stress. And it, it sounds like you probably had imbalanced hormones, especially if PCOS and cysts were happening and cystic na- acne. Um, I'm not a doctor, but just like based on my own experience, that sounds like you had some, um, hormonal imbalances too. Like what did you do beyond your diet to really like come back to yourself? So when I finished college, I went through a massive breakup that like really So you just had everything at once. So yeah, so I had everything at once. So after the breakup, I was like, okay. I need to put myself in a cocoon and become the butterfly (laughs) and I need to cook and I need to like shut everybody out. And so during that process, like the first year I wrote like crazy, I wrote all of my emotions out. I wrote poetry. I screamed. I cried. I like really dealt with all of the darkness. You felt it all. Yeah. I felt it all. And I wouldn't let anybody like, no, Year two, I published my writing. That's <laughs> so amazing. Pu- yeah, so I published a poetry book about all of my crap. And I was like, okay, now I don't have to hold on to it. It's out in the world. I, So it was like a huge release. And then, but on top of that, during this whole process, I was getting my master's. And I'm still getting my master's. I graduate in September. Um, so... I did still have the stress, but it was more towards mental health. Um, And at the time, I actually got into the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine for nutrition for mental health, Um, nutrition for global health. Like, that's really what I was going for. Um, But COVID happened, and I couldn't go go to London. Um, But so my whole journey after college was, like, healing in every way possible, whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually like all of it like I really did the work (laughs) so um and even and I cut out all running all physical activity except for yoga and mindfulness and like that kind of stuff um even to this day like I try to run and I can't like I'm nope I'm not gonna put myself through this you're not that body anymore and I just give myself that grace 
Um, and then go back to what I know now is that calm, nurturing, like soft human. <laughs> um, so that's really what I am now. And that's really how my stress has decreased. I mean, don't get me wrong. I work in a hospital. I work in a trauma unit for mental health. I'm dealing with trauma every single day. Um, I work for the crime victim services. So I'm dealing with the craziest trauma every single day. So my body and stress levels are nowhere near where they should be. Um, but it sounds like you have, so would you say that now, like having gone through that, and this is definitely something that I experienced with all that I went through. Like if I hadn't gone through that and learned how to care for myself, I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't show up and do half the work that I do for people. And even at no times, way. like, I'll be honest, like right now I'm going through this stage where I don't know why, but like I get super depleted super fast and I really have to find time to refill my cup or else I almost become resentful towards the people that I want to help and they're there and they need my help. But it's almost like I become resentful because they are taking energy that I don't feel like I have to give. Um, But it sounds like did that time that you had to kind of really like shut everything off and really dig deep into you that it sounds like that set the foundation of like really knowing how to care for yourself at times like this. So it kind of, it it sounds like it probably set you up well for what you're doing now in your day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely did. I'm, and I also solo traveled for three months and that was also very liberating because I was just like, I don't need anybody. And I really, really did the work while I did, while I was there too. Um, but it's crazy. If you knew me, I always tell my boyfriend, if you knew me in college, you wouldn't like me versus now. It's like two different people in, in college. Like I was just so angry. I was so freaking angry all the time. And I would, and soccer, like that's, kind of violent like we're ripping people down like we're kicking stuff like we are releasing so many feelings and then going from absolute stop it's like whoa (laughs) who am I now I had to figure out who I was again because my whole identity was was this freaking sport and I almost I I mean I know that we all go through seasons and chapters in life but you say I had to find myself again Mm -hmm. but like were you ever anyone but who you are now but maybe we just weren't living in alignment with that I mean I definitely feel like the life that I'm living now I should have been this person when I was 12 did I have the knowledge to know that this was the person that I was and wanted to be no I didn't I had to go through all of that to get here but um I find it fascinating how we land at at who we are and I mean it's a constant constant transformation like we never land and we're like all right I'm, I'm arrived I'm me right. we're always transforming but um yeah that I mean that's so fascinating I it definitely sounds like you just like your life <laughs> your body was like okay it's time to uh actually take care of us now yeah. like you did yes. your thing yes. you you played sports and you did college and now it's now it's my turn to get the attention Um, (laughs) so something that I want to bring up because again something that fascinates me is so this is kind of sharing a little bit about how I felt my transformation and I know I've shared about this a lot on my past podcast so if you're listening um, I don't know maybe you'll hear something new um, that you haven't heard before but 
when I was growing up, there were always foods. that, And I had an eating disorder growing up because I lived in a household where they were prevalent um, and food was always talked about. Bodies were talked about negatively. And that's what I learned. That was normal. And that shouldn't have been, but it was. Not my fault, but my responsibility to heal and resolve so that I don't give that to future generations. So um, with that, though, something that I learned as a habit was we always ate a salad before dinner. And the more veggies, the better. And the the raw ones are great. And, and I mean, as I got older, um, definitely like cooking patterns changed as like we learned that like, oh, cooked vegetables are easily digested compared to raw sometimes and, and all this stuff. But um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I was vegan or vegetarian by, by any means. But in college, I definitely, I mean, meat is expensive. <laughs> um, so I definitely didn't eat as much meat as I do now. And at one point, I remember distinctly thinking like, I should just go vegetarian, like it's cheaper. Yeah. And it like, vegetables are I guess the healthy way to go anyway but what and I I like that we kind of brought up alignment because when I stumbled upon animal-based I had no idea what it was I was like you I like I saw it and I was like there's people that literally just eat meat and they don't eat vegetables like I'm not gonna lie I was scared when I first started it I was like I don't like I don't want to do damage to my because I really want to be a mom and I don't want to do anything that's going to damage my system because I've already done so much damage with an eating disorder and with all of these things that I've done to my body over the years, um, relying on young age to carry me through. But um, certain vegetables, certain foods that when I started learning about animal-based, literally my body just never digested. Like they just pass right through me and sorry if that's TMI, but that's how it is, you know, like kale I don't think I ever digested a piece of kale in my life quinoa never like I literally can't process quinoa no matter how much I chew it body doesn't digest it um raw carrots let me see what else cabbage peppers and then when I learned about these things and the defense chemicals that can be in them I was like oh my god that makes so much sense as to why I, oh, chia seeds were another one where it's like, I'm consuming these because I'm told like, they're this and that and like all these healthy things, but my body never agreed with them. And so mm-hmm. I was, I was doing something out of what people told me to do, but it never really worked for me. But I was afraid to admit that because I was like, well, how can I admit that when everyone tells me that this is good for me? Um, so that's why when I started eating animal based, I had a similar situation. So I had just done Iron Man and I really wanted to do Iron Man. Like I wanted to start it before Iron Man, but I didn't I was doing an Iron Man. Like that was enough change for my body last summer. I could not just go do this um and do an Iron Man. Like I needed to be gentle with my body. I knew that change would alter it too much all at once so come August I was in Colorado we were cleaning out Mike's parents house in Colorado getting ready to sell it and we were out there for I don't know three weeks we were near Whole Foods we had like a good quality source of like food around us and I was like you know what why wait like I'm just gonna start this now and like Denise his mom was 
very stressed out with having to clean out the house and Mike was busy. And so I just kind of took on cooking and I was making us food and I was like, that's fine. Like, I'll just do my thing. Um, so I started eating like this. I'm not kidding. Like three, four days in, I felt inflammation just like drop. Like (laughs) I had, and I distinctly remember I had brought a pair of shorts that were a little tighter on me. And I wore them like three, four days into this. And I just, I literally felt like, cause I, when I'm inflamed, I feel it in my tummy, like right around like my belly button area. I can feel it. I can see it. And it's not in my head. Like, believe me, I know the difference between body dysmorphia and inflammation these days. Um, But I literally feel this inflammation and it kicks up. And that's how I know I could have gotten an ingredient in something that I've eaten that maybe I didn't know was there because I can literally feel it in my body in certain places. But I felt this inflammation that I had lived with now for years, just literally like, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, doing something that's working here and what's interesting is the foods that I was told like well on the like when we eat like this we don't eat xyz the foods that we do eat on animal-based which animal-based to clarify for anyone listening who doesn't know what it is the way that I do it um is grass-fed meat and organs raw dairy grass-fed too of course if we can um fruit and honey that's it. And I mean, there's some vegetables that fall under quote fruit that I do eat like squash and zucchini and cucumbers without the seeds and stuff. Um, but these foods that they're saying, like eat these on animal based, those are the foods that my body had always craved. They were always the foods that I was like trying to resist from eating more and more of because I was subbing in more salad or more quinoa or whatever. But my body wanted those things, but I was fighting it. Um, But I never truly loved the things that they're like, hey, don't eat these. They actually can be detrimental for your system and cause inflammation. So I just find that fascinating because it's like my body knew all along, but I never never knew. You know, like my body knew, but my brain didn't know how to connect the two. Um, And now, I mean, like, I can... Of course, my body has adapted to this, and I feel a distinct difference. And I'll eat, like, I'll eat a salad once in a while when I go out. If it's put in front of me, I just do no dressing or whatever. But um, it's not, I don't think, I don't believe it's about being dogmatic. I, I believe about conscious choices and making sure that, like, if you're choosing to do something that isn't in alignment with what your body thrives on, you're consciously understanding that that choice might come with consequences of not feeling great. But um yeah. I just, I find it so fascinating. So my question to you is, as a vegan, as someone who does eat pretty much everything that I don't, um, are there certain things in the plant kingdom that don't, that you do find inflammation in your body? Honestly, no. No. Yeah, no. Um, no, because if, if the one thing that gets to me is the gluten is the wheat um that's the one thing which that's a very common inflammatory for many people I don't do gluten unless it's sourdough um because that can ferment out a lot of the gluten but um yeah that's 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 a common one no if I even try to like take something like a piece of bread I'm like it's fine (laughs) 
boom, my whole body shuts down. Um, I try to eat. I try to eat eggs because sometimes people are like, "Oh, it's dairy free. You can eat it." And yes, I can, but my body's so used to not eating any of that. So even if something like a product has egg in it, my body knows right away. So I guess that could be the only thing, just because it's not like dairy free. But sometimes I'll just be like, "It's fine. I'll see how my body reacts," and still it freaks mm-hmm. out. So. Everything I eat is like so unbelievably clean um, in regards to like plants and vegetables and all that kind of stuff and rice and all of that. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing triggers me in regards to that is what fascinating. I'm right now. now, let me ask you two questions. And these, I feel like if these two things are in alignment, then it's hard to like, it's clear that your body is thriving, but mm-hmm. your cycle is normal yeah well because i have pcos and endometriosis it's kind of that's out of the picture gotcha <laughs> um but it is very it's very regular it's just extremely heavy um but i could tell you my body tells me when each cycle ends and begins i can know the difference in a matter of minutes and i can tell you when i'm gonna get my period in a matter of minutes so my i'm wow. very in tune with my body yeah, that is a yes, but in regards to, like, pain and everything else that comes with that, that's still always going to be there. Gotcha. Now, I mean, I know that there's things that you can do with, even in the plant kingdom, that can mm-hmm. help with all of that. Um, my friend, Dr. Haley, I, I'm by no means going to, like, dive in the way that she would, but I'll refer refer you to her post. I mean, we just talked about it at our wellness retreat. We talked about things that can really help with hormone imbalances like um sauerkraut and like carrots and what else did she say when we were together um flaxseed things like that each phase of your cycle has different foods and what it thrives on yep so that's really what it is it's understanding your cycle and then what foods correspond with that especially the season you want to eat in season foods Mm -hmm. instead of out season because that makes a really big impact as well yes in season i find myself loving and thriving in season um especially like squashes towards the fall i would find that my the fall even though I want summer to be here forever and I want the sunshine forever, I find that my body works best in like late summer, early mm-hmm. fall with thriving on like the seasonal produce because that's a lot of squashes. Um, I scoop out the seeds and like that's a very like fruit like vegetable. Um, so I eat that for sure. Um, but yes, as you go through your cycle, you're going to kind of like oscillate between like what you thrive on and whatnot and then okay my other question is so when I was eating very little meat very little protein all that kind of stuff like in the dairy realm um my bowel movements were horrible like I remember when I lived in France I I had about probably like one piece of meat a day granted I wasn't eating enough in general but that was when my eating disorder was really at its height but I was eating mostly just vegetables um probably the closest I've ever been to just straight vegan um and I my bowel movements were non-existent like I just didn't have like they were horrible 
and they were not how people describe them to be and I like whatever I don't even care about the TMI of like it's right. poop like everyone <laughs> it's out the door. <laughs> um but I'm curious because that again is something that my body I like I was not getting enough nutrients right um so truthfully um I really can't give you a hundred percent on this because I've in the past year, my nervous system shut down. And so from my hips down, basically became paralyzed. So oh, no. I had, yeah. So at one point I was in a catheter at one point and that has nothing to do with what my, I'm eating. It's other things that I just found out. So right now, none of that is really regulated. Mm. Um, but before when everything was pretty much good, it was, I would say it's the supplements that help. So I'm taking um, liver supports, which is like all of the mushrooms, milk vessel, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm taking algae because I'm not taking fish oil and I'm taking a lot of vitamin D, a lot of vitamin C. So if I don't take those, then I won't go for like weeks. But as long as I'm taking those supplements to support my insides, um, as well as everything that I'm eating, it works beautifully um, and that make that again. does make sense because although it doesn't work well for your body mm-hmm. meat really is full of those vitamins right um right and so for me like eating more of the meat I think mm-hmm. is what I was like that I was missing those nutrients that I real my body really needed for everything to work well and it's interesting that you say like your body thrives when you are supplementing those because because yeah. you aren't eating meat or, or things that contain those uh, vitamins and minerals, you are missing out on them. So mm-hmm. that that's interesting that you say that, that it's like you still need, obviously, as humans, we all need those um, in yeah. the right amount in order to thrive. Um, oh, I had another question. I can't, it was right on the tip of my tongue. Can't remember. Oh, that, yes, I do. I actually, I do remember it. Um, so how do you prioritize your protein? So truthfully, like I'm not, like I'm talking to you as someone who is being so completely honest with you um, right now because I don't want to tell people something and then, you know, it'd be a lie. No, I appreciate I, that because I think that I, I think authenticity and like transparency yeah. is super important. Yeah. So I'm probably not the unhealthiest vegan, but when I tell you, I don't sit down and say, okay, this is where I'm going to get protein. This is where I'm going to get this. My body is so sensitive and it's like, okay, when we're craving something, we'll crave it and we're going to fill ourselves with it. So I don't have the, I guess, discipline to be like, okay, if I'm not getting protein here, where else am I going to get it? I just eat what I'm craving in regards to whatever meal it is. And I don't track that. I don't track that. I don't track calories. I don't track my weight. I don't track any of that because I also did have a eating disorder. So mm-hmm. I, I don't say, Oh, I need this and I need this. And I'm not getting this because then I'll spiral because if I don't get it, then I'll be like, Oh my gosh. And then spiral, 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 spiral. So I do what my body craves, which is honestly rice and vegetables like truthfully that's what it is um is it the healthiest no um but i 
but I know how to balance it out. Do I love my avocados? Yes. Do I love my peppers? Yes. But I know how to switch it up so it's different tastes and, and genres of what I'm eating to satisfy what I'm doing. Um, do I eat a proper three meals a day? Absolutely not. Do I eat smoothies every morning? Yes. Do I eat a meal at night? Yes. Am I full? Yes. Am I nourished? Yes. Do I feel great? Yes. Um, but am I the most healthy in regards to that? Probably not. Um, am I eating freaking gluten-free Oreos? No, I'm not. I'm not eating anything processed. I'm not eating anything frozen. I'm not eating fake meat. I'm not eating, um, any of anything from the freezer section I'm not eating. So it's mostly fruits, vegetables, rice, and everything else in between that isn't artificial. And I really appreciate you saying that because I think that's a good point to bring up. Um, all of these, I mean, you definitely aren't, don't fall under the quote fad vegan, but I yeah, feel like right, there's right. such a freaking market out there for the, yes. my, my boyfriend and I have been watching a bunch of shark tank and Mark Cuban mm-hmm. is I think vegan or vegetarian or whatever. Um, and you see him invest in all of these plant-based plant vegan, all these things. And they're, they're just more products on the market that are causing further harm and yes, inflammation in our systems because mm-hmm. I mean the fake meat really gets me like how it's, it's so salty how <laughs> how can ground beef which is one ingredient be worse for you than this meat that is made up of 50 chemicals made in a lab like I, I'm sorry I, I, I just I can't I 100% agree with you I, I can't like people who are like have a beyond burger I'm like no, 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 that's no, not the no. point. So I appreciate that you bring that up because I'm really not for the, I'm not, I mean, in full transparency, I'm not for V. Ve- like if I had a client who was like, I think I'm going to go vegan. I really like, obviously everyone has their, what works for them, but I would really recommend them not especially if they have goals to like become an athlete or because that's what who I work with clients and stuff who are like running half marathons and stuff and I do really think that protein um, from animals is one of the best sources but like I said like everyone has to do what works best for them and that decision ultimately is everyone's at the end of the day um and when you say like oh I'm not the healthiest vegan like I'm gonna share this honestly I appreciate that because I'm animal-based, but that doesn't mean that my way of eating is perfect all the time, you know? Like, there's always things that I can work on doing better. I probably get not enough carbs sometimes, honestly. Like, as someone who runs and hikes, like, I really need to prioritize that. And um, I think that admitting areas that we aren't necessarily strong in is healthy because that (laughs) shows like hey I should really work on this and maybe after this podcast you're gonna be like I'm gonna throw some beans on my salad because Anna told me that protein is important um so I mean not that I'm giving myself credit for anything (laughs) like that's not why I said that but I think that having these conversations and admitting like our weaknesses and our strengths are really important because it helps us grow as people um, and I think people will really resonate with that. And they do when you're authentic about it. Um, when, oh my goodness, I had another thought. Oh my gosh, it went away. Oh, 
you brought up tracking and how you don't do that. And I fully resonate with that because when I started eating like this, I was doing the exact same thing where I was intuitive and I was like, you know what? I'm just eating what my body wants to eat. Um, and I did a consult with Animal Based Bay. Her name is Lindsay. I'm super knowledgeable. I, I really love her energy on everything and, and what she shares. Um, but I invested in a consult with her because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I could be giving myself, like, heart disease. <laughs> like, I just right, want right, to, right. I need a little bit of professional advice here. Right, um, right. And... I shared with her my history of like, look, I have an eating disorder and I'm really not about tracking. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. And I think that that is a completely valid thing for people who are, are aware that that is a trigger. Don't do it. Um, And I still, after that session, she, she, and she understood that I had that history. Um, And I'm, I'm honestly glad that she kind of, not pushed me to do something out like that was uncomfortable, but pushed me towards my comfort zone or out of my comfort zone because um, I have learned to track mainly so that I don't lack in what I need to eat, as especially as someone who is strength training and running and doing all of this activity. Um, I have to make sure that I'm eating enough. And so what right. I was worried about is that Okay, like I'm gonna go through this, and and I did a what you, Loyo, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Mike just got home from work, and Loyo's saying hello, um, in the background. So, um, I went through this cut in the spring because I definitely felt like my body, like through the stress of transition and all of this, I had definitely, um, not cared for myself the way that I should have. I definitely right. gained some weight, and I was like, you know what, like. I know too much to be letting myself get into this state of like not feeling great. Right. And so I really committed to that. And I bring this up because I used the scale and measuring to really change course. And at first I was nervous that I was going to get like super married to it. But thankfully, like I did have Mike in the background. I was like, look, like I've, (laughs) I've done this, but I'm not comfortable with this. Like you need to make sure that I don't let this go too far. And, and, I did not bring it on vacation. I let myself put it away on days like Easter or birthdays. And Mm -hmm. um, I found that the tool was really helpful for me to make sure that I was eating enough and not fall back into my restriction of like I'm eating too little because it used, it became like a, almost like a competition with myself. Like how little can I eat? And so it helped me make sure that I was eating enough. Um, And again, this is all good to talk about because you are your own person. I'm my own person. Right. And I think that we all need to recognize that there's something that's going to work for all of us, but it's not going to be the same thing. Um, Yeah. So flip the narrative, you know, you you change the narrative, which I could probably do, but I truly just don't care. Like, I really, I don't care to be measuring everything out because that's not, because I don't have the goal. My goal is to be healthy and to feel healthy. I don't, I'm not running like you are. I told myself you're done because here's the thing, like my training 
became toxic. Like I can't even go to a gym membership anymore because I will kill. I will literally kill myself until I'm passed out onto the floor. Like I will bike twenty miles and be like, oh, I can go one more calorie. I can go one more calorie. Can go one more calorie. Like that is so toxic. So I even had to like cancel my gym memberships because it wasn't just my eating. Like. I'm not allowed to run anymore because I will run till my legs get out. So I've learned to like relax and just be like, okay. And it sounds like in this phase of life, it's exactly what you need. It's exactly what you need for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, for someone like you that doesn't have a goal of running a half marathon or finishing an Ironman, then that's perfect if you're thriving. And I honestly, I love training by intuition. I love eating by intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that our society has really crowded us with so many things that we should be doing that it's really hard to parse between what we should be doing because intuitively that's aligned with our systems versus should be doing because society says that we should and I I've felt that overwhelm of like you can't feel like you had a successful day until you meditate and you do this and you do that and you eat this and you like that the term balance to me is honestly a little bit of baloney because what is balance Balance is doing a little bit of everything and doing a little bit of everything is overwhelming. Um, right. And I think that, I don't know, um, priorities is a better way of <laughs> saying balance because everyone has their own priorities and it's like, what are you prioritizing for your days? Right. Because right. that's what matters to you versus I'm going to live in balance and do a little bit of everything the way that everyone says I should. Like, that's just exhaust. That's an exhausting way of being, and priorities is a way of being that um, you have energy to expend towards, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's Plus, a- you're living other people's narrative. If you're, if you're saying, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this, because other people are telling me, no, just slow down and do what you want to do. And I feel like we're shifting into that movement of people are becoming individuals instead of going with the masses and that's why there's so much conflict and like what's going on because now everything's shifting and it's honestly so beautiful um i guess i guess the best thing that i want to say on this is like as someone who is in the health system um and who werner works with women of trauma and body trauma mental physical emotional all that kind of stuff the the difference between men and women is so unbelievably different so getting that narrative out of i need to eat more because this person's eating more i need to eat less just because so that's one of the biggest narratives and that i want to break no huge difference between what a man needs and what a woman needs First of all, because of our cycles, we're always shifting, yeah. we're always changing. Like, hello, we're going through so many changes. If I ate as much every as my eats every single day, like, mm-hmm. I... yeah, it's crazy. But it's so beautiful because it works for them and it works for us. My second thing I want to say is that when you do blood testing, you can see what person is lacking vitamins you can see their hormones you can do you can see all of that and truthfully what works for me is not going to work for the person in front of me so people could say go on a diet but their diet you could say eat an apple but for me an apple will inflame me and inflame me in two seconds but for someone else it can calm them down so truthfully the best thing i would tell people is go get your blood checked 
in regards to go get every single vitamin. What's your vitamin level? What does your hormone level look like? Because what you eat affects your mental state, right? So if you're eating something in an area where you're depleting, your mental state will already be fixed, right? If you're eating something that you already have copious amounts of and it's doing harm more than good, that's going to affect your mental state. It's all connected. Your, your gut has a direct link to your brain, right? Oh, yeah. So get tested, get tested, get tested, get tested. See where your hormones are at. See where your vitamin levels are at. See where your mineral levels are at. And then go from there. Whether you eat meat, whether you don't eat meat, that's where you start, truthfully. Because then you'll see what your body physically needs to thrive. I, I really like that piece of advice. And I actually just had someone after our retreat reach out to me because um, Haley, my friend, she's a doctor of chiropractic and she does Dutch tests. And they yep. are really solid ways to look at all of that. And then get one done, I don't know, a couple of years after doing some work and see <laughs> what changed. And it can really tell you a lot. Um, I want to add to that, though, that my friend came to me and she was like, do you think I should do this? I don't know if it's an investment that's worth it at this point. Like, I'm experiencing X, Y, Z. Should I do this? And I told her, I was like, I think that a Dutch test is extremely valuable. However, are you sleeping? Are you eating healthy? Are you getting daily movement in whatever that feels good to your body? Like, right. I, f- I feel like testing is a really good option, mm-hmm. but I might even suggest that people assess their life before they even test because it's money that they, like, they probably want to spend and will spend eventually, but if there's things that you can do right now to work on just, like, that grounding foundation... Right. Do those first and then, and then go test. And I, I'm, I actually am going to um, be doing a Dutch test soon here myself because I want to look at things Uh, like I want to see how I'm doing. I definitely know that I had hormone imbalance a couple years ago because I didn't have my cycle for three years. Acne was super bad. Um, So like, obviously those are telltale signs that something is off, but I, I knew that I wasn't sleeping. I right. wasn't prioritizing a good circadian rhythm. I My meals were all over the place. I wasn't really prioritizing movement. Um, so, like, now that I'm in a place where that foundation is there, those things that are free are worked mm-hmm. on, I feel like that Dutch test is going to be more productive. Or whatever test you get, there's a yep. lot of them out there. Um it's going to be most productive now because right. I, f- I do feel like there's this movement out there to spend, spend, spend on our wellness. Mm-hmm. And it's a reason why a lot of people stay stuck and feeling not great because it's like, oh, I don't right. have the money to invest in myself. Well, that's a state of lack and you do. It's just about priorities again, priorities. Right. But – even if you don't feel like right now is a time that you can invest in that, there's so many things that you can do for free. Like go outside and put your feet on the grass, wake yeah, up. And um, one thing that I love that I've been doing recently is um, leaving my phone out in the kitchen at night and I'm not bringing it to sleep 
with me by my bedside. I have an alarm clock. I made sure to have one by my bed so that I can still get up and, you okay. know, but it, it's just so nice to not wake up and go immediately to my phone. I, right. I process like I'm awake, I'm breathing, I'm alive. And yes. then I move into my day rather than like immediately getting shocked. So like, right. there's so many little things like that, that we can work on. And um, it really is a unique process, just like Tristan and I eat uniquely for us and our experiences are different. And we're growing we're all constantly growing and learning and and figuring out how to do this thing called life better for ourselves um I don't want to take too much of your time I appreciate you coming on and having this chat yeah, with me and so I, I hope that everyone found a little something to take away even if it is just do what works best for your body because yeah. there is no one size fits all um right. And listen to your body because, I mean, the way that Tristan shared, she had signs that were like, hey, stuff is going on. Um, and even yep. now, she's still working through some things. And likewise, myself, I I don't have it all figured out. I'm constantly working through things. Um, so listen to your body. It's going to be your biggest ally in the process of figuring out what works best for you. But um, I want to ask you where your poetry book is available because I love <laughs> no I love poetry I love yeah. it so much and I resonate with poetry that is deeper than what's on the page because of okay. the trauma that I've experienced so I would love to see it and to experience yeah. it and also like share it with the people that are listening if they're interested yeah too. thank you so much um so it's at Mocha Lisa's in Clifton Park it's on Amazon um, I think there's another copy in the little book house in Stubbs and Plaza. Um, but I think that one's honestly almost sold out. I really am working on book number two, so we can do another one and we'll chat about it. Oh my gosh! Book number one is a little sappy, but it's deep and raw and beautiful. But book number two um, is going to be a lot lighter and a lot more beautiful and but also truth holding and it's it's gonna be incredible so I personally I think I'm gonna like number two better um but yeah definitely reach out to me if you want to get a copy of it but there are a lot at Mocha Lisa's and Clubs and Park okay and you said it is on Amazon too it is okay it's called Beyond the Word yes Beyond the Word yep I'm going to link it in the show notes for everyone and for awesome. me because I'm excited about it. Um, awesome. do you, I don't, I don't want to botch her name, but Rupi Kaur, Kaur? Rupi? Yep. Yeah. I don't know how to say her last name. Um, but I love her work and okay. I love poetry. It's just so powerful. So, um, love Rupi. I have her poem down my spine. Love her. I love that. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate this. And I feel like we had a chance to get to know each other yes, a little bit better, too, um, through this podcast. So everyone listening, I hope there was something in there that resonated. As always, if there was a takeaway, something that you learned that you loved, I would so appreciate the share. If you share on your stories, give me a tag. I'll drop Tristan's handle um, below, too, so that you can tag her as well. We love knowing that these conversations are are hitting home and there's something that can be taken away because I think we all can learn from everyone when we share our stories we allow others to not have to struggle through life so much um right. through trials and tribulations that we went through we want to offer that a little bit of help 
um, to those who are passing through behind us. So thank you for listening. Um, not sure who's going to be on the podcast next week, but I have a really awesome guest list outlined for the next month or so. So get excited for some really cool podcast episodes. If you aren't subscribed, make sure that you tap that little alert button next to the podcast and subscribe because then you'll be notified of new podcasts that come out every Monday. So thanks again. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review and we'll see you next week.